0: Irreverent,
1: entertaining, cool, you're listening to L.A. Talk Radio. You're listening to Razor Riffs with Keith Razor and Alan Lee, right here on L.A. Talk Radio. So you're being recorded. Hey, Alan, I thought you were going to bail on this one. (laughs)
2: No, I, uh, I had to go to the restroom. Yeah. And, uh, I would, you know, I was all ready to go, and I had to do a little thing with my hair and uh, straighten up my shirt, because, you know, I'm a little bit fashion conscious uh, since, you know, you've, I've known you. I looked at some old pictures, and I reposted us in one of them. And
1: you're on the Facebook Live. Yeah,
2: good. I reposted an early picture of us
1: with Angela,
2: yeah oh my god you did you see that
1: i did we should
2: have Angela you looked, back you looked you looked so fucking hot you were trim and was oh so, god what a look you had and you know i mean it was sexy i don't know what the
1: fuck happened since then yeah well, covid 19 happened you let me tell you did you see that picture of you i know it looked good i was a young handsome bro
2: I don't know what you are now. I'm like a. You're like a thirty. You're like a. You're like a an aging. You're like a. <laughs> Listen, bro. I've lost a lot of weight. You know. I, I've wait till you see me. Oh, you're too skinny. Yeah, let me tell you something, bro. You can't be too skinny or too rich. Right.
3: that.
1: Well, hey, I'm going to start going to the gym in a couple of weeks. I'm going to start losing weight.
2: <laughs> I'm the nutritionist, bro. You you. You know what you need to do? See this this right here?
1: Grow the beard?
2: No, no. You got to shut the mouth up and not order fries, and all your problems will go away. No, gym.
1: Holy Lord.
2: You're pretty no mean, gym. man. No, Jim. No You're pretty mean for... Uh... No, it's not. You know how I lost this weight? You're not going to believe this. What? I slept. What? Fries, bread, spaghetti, and I slept the weight off. Someone mm. said, a girl, I swear to God, these women are 100% right. She said, I don't do exercise. I said, oh, oh come on. No, I've heard this before from from actresses. And, you ask them. You ask Heather McDonald. Dude, dude, it's not, you don't have to do exercise. What you need to do is shut that, that opening in the middle of your face and stop shoving carbohydrates into it. I'm, I'm just saying it. I'm
1: just telling you. Ah, I'm so I'm fat. You made your point. I should take my shirt off. No, keep your shirt on. No, 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 I want to show you something. Hey, you made your point. No, I'm going to make Alan Lee. This this was the first video one. We're we're you do? You, we're, we're, you want to you want to do for the guest who's skinny by the way. I know our I'm guest gonna, is here. I'm going
2: to take my shirt off. Hey, hello,
3: hey. in fact,
2: hey, sorry, are you here? oh yeah, how are you doing? Mr. He's not Rale? here yet. We got we got introduced him hey mr. Doyle I hope you were listening because I'm trying to make a point and I know you agree
1: with me wait he's not in yet Alan where's he I haven't should I accept him yeah, in with yeah. we got to introduce him though you kept on talking about how fat I was
2: I started and you won't even let the guest in I don't, I don't know what's going on
1: all right today Richters our guest uh is kevin james doyle he has a new stand-up special out called the 30 year old virgin out on comedy dynamics and it's on amazon and spotify and itunes and we're going to talk to him about are you ready to meet kevin allen i certainly am are you Uh, about rock and roll
2: no he's got a great show in new york and uh you know i i was born in new york but we left when i was a kid a child
1: i thought you were We're born in texas
2: I grew up, I I thought you knew that in my bio, you know, I I was born in New York and I grew up in Texas.
1: Well, it says Kevin's here, but I don't see Kevin. So maybe, oh, there's Kevin. He wants to get the (laughs) fuck out of here. Hey, Kevin James Doyle, how are you? How you doing, man? Thanks for having me. Uh, No problem, man. Uh, This is Alan Lee, the trusty sidekick.
2: Awesome. Hi,
0: Alan, how are you?
2: Last tense, Kevin. I'm not
1: trusty anymore. (laughs) He's a little too trusty. He was just telling me how fat I was for five minutes. Come on, come on. Let's not bring up up personal
2: problems right now. Because I said that Kevin is in shape, and I've lost 20 pounds.
0: I'm on the ketosis. Oh, nice. You
2: know the keto diet, Kevin?
0: Um, I I haven't done keto. I know how it works, though.
2: Okay. I was trying to tell my my, uh, partner here about it.
0: Basically it's he
2: a, said
1: I need to stop eating Snickers. No, yeah. friend,
0: the tons of french fries that pe- some people eat. <laughs> I've been I do um whenever I try and lose weight, I always do the slow carb diet. Do you know how that works? No, what is that? It's basically it's basically eat meat and vegetable and beans and yep. some nuts, but it's like avoid any any like uh bad carbs and it's actually
1: Thank you. Thank you. Uh You right, sounded you're right, like man. the exorcist. The, <laughs> don't the, you yourself, uh, talking about a fucking diet.
0: No, but you sounded like the exorcist. Uh, uh. Yeah, I think your mic, I think the mic, something happened with the mic.
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it's, it's good because you can eat like Mediterranean. Like there's a lot of good stuff you can eat. So whenever I do that diet, I don't have to worry about not eating a lot. I can still eat tons of food, just the right kinds, yeah. you know. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I see you're drinking a lo- co- a Coy. Lo- lo- That's like a sparkling water, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah.
2: yeah. yeah. <laughs> there's so many out there now with so many flavors. It's wonderful. I out. <laughs> So Kevin,
1: well, you have a new stand-up special called "The Thirty-Year-Old Virgin" that was uh, released a couple weeks ago on Comedy Dynamics. Uh, Tell us about that. um, Yeah,
0: I uh, the uh, it's a stand-up special, uh, my first one, and it's um, it's stand-up. I've worked on it, you know, like in in comedy shows over the past, you know, however many years, and then. When I stretched it out into a fuller thing, it kind of tells a whole story. So, I grew up in a Christian home. I was saving sex for marriage, and uh, I got engaged. And I broke off my engagement a month before my wedding. And uh, I was uh, living in New York City, a thirty-year-old virgin. And so, it shows about that. And then uh, it kind of takes you through to uh, to uh, quite an interesting ending of a show that I that I people seem to enjoy. Um, yeah. Laughing at the pain. So, <laughs>
1: yeah, that's uh, that's pretty awesome. I mean, I don't know what it's like being a thirty year old virgin, but like I remember I was nineteen and I couldn't get laid. I was like, ah, when will it happen?
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's 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 funny. There's been some uh, some women that have seen the show and they've just been like uh, mentioned. They're just like, I've never met a guy who's not like totally down. To have sex if it's available so it was interesting all the girls that are just like yeah that's usually been me being like i don't want to have sex or i want to wait or not like not not um so yeah i mean it was a unique (laughs) uh unique unique experience and you said this is your first comedy special so
1: how long have you been doing stand-up because i've been doing it for a while and i just our paths just haven't crossed maybe because i'm in california and you're in new york
0: yeah, yeah. I've been doing comedy for about 10 years now. Um, uh-huh. I've been in New York the whole time. And uh, I first started doing stand-up, just doing open mics and some stuff. And then I, I um, started a stand-up show with my friend Corey that was just in a basement in the East Village. And then I started doing the um, – a few times I've done the Edinburgh Fringe Festival. So I feel like the New York circuit and then the the circuit of – there's. A number of comedians, LA and New York, that go over to Edinburgh Fringe. But, um, but yeah, I actually um, I was looking listening to episodes of your podcast, and you just had on Alex Hooper. And, oh yeah, uh, we love Alex. Alex and I graduated uh, college together. We both went to the same college. Oh really? And, uh, yeah, we were in theater school together way back oh. in the day.
1: This uh, this fucker didn't go to that one because he had work.
2: ah uh. <laughs> You know, uh, we all have a day job, you know, when not all of us, uh, you know, uh, can uh, survive as you do, Keith. Uh, <laughs> I, I do have,
0: uh, needs, you know, needs. He, what, you what's know? Your, what's your, Alan, what's your day job?
2: Uh, I'm a substitute teacher in LAUSD. I work the hardest, uh, and I have stories. I, I, got, I got material. I, I yeah. work at South Center, you know, Watts. And,
1: yeah.
2: uh, you know, and the kids are great. They're great. Yeah.
1: yeah. It's it's, it's the staff that sometimes sucks. Right now, my day job is cameo. (laughs) Cameo. That's great. That's a good job. (laughs) Uh, I make $5 a day if I'm lucky so I could buy a LeCov drink, you know? Oh, Oh, man. So what's the New York scene out like right now? Is it with the coronavirus? Is it, like, scary or is it? Winding down. Um,
0: I feel like it's not scary. It was definitely scary in in April. I mean, in March and April, like it was pretty freaky because right. I think even then, like we weren't we weren't sure how deadly the virus was. So people were and and there was literally just you know every five minutes there'd be sirens outside the door. So mm-hmm. uh, it was pretty wild at that time. Now people are kind of you know wearing masks being as safe as you can, there's outdoor dining. So there's, you know, I think people realize you're not gonna get it from like walking past somebody. And so for a while, it was like, people were just like, you know, like if you ran into someone on the sidewalk or something or turned a corner, people would be like, oh, yeah, it's it's a little more chill, but I think we're bracing for a very long winter. Yeah, I agree. Um,
1: I think that there's a second wave about to come that people don't know about, you know what I mean?
0: Yeah. Yeah, and I think like, at least in LA, you can put a jacket on and hang out outside in December and January, but it's gonna be rough here. People are gonna be, people are gonna have some major cabin fever, so. how How is
1: this like, um, because I released my stand up special a couple months ago and it's, it seems like it's been very hard on like press and shows to promote it because nothing's going yeah. on. How's it been for you?
0: Yeah, it's – you know, it's been – I have nothing to compare it to. So it's like there's the advantage of the fact that people want new shit to watch. Right. And then the negative part of being like, you know, like I would love to have a big release show and then I'd love to get out and tell – you know. But so I I feel like the positive part about having a special on streaming is – you know, that people will still be able to find it, uh, you know, like a month from now, a year from now. Um, And, uh, and so I feel like instead of being bummed about it, I'm sort of like, all right, this is the reality. And the reality is like, you can promote it as long as it's up there. Um, So right now is going to be a little weird. I will say that the response has been really like a lot of people have been checking it out and, um, just through my personal network, and I've been like, tell your friends, and then they've told their friends, and it's gotten out of just my normal network of people. Which you know, because some people will message me on Instagram or whatever, and that I don't know that are like, I watch your special. So I feel like I'm hustling as hard as I can and figuring out, you know, how to get anyone to watch it. You know.
1: Yeah, I, uh, I, uh, it's gotten a lot of good reviews on Amazon Prime. I watched a little of it last night. And oh, cool! It's hilarious, man. And uh, thank you, thank you. Yeah, but uh, I w- I was wondering uh, because like my friend wrote a movie, and the movie did was supposed to get a theater release, and then this whole thing didn't, and mm. he just feels like so bombed and stuff. So like it's kind of like I feel very narcissistic for saying this, but it's kind of nice that it's happened to everyone else. <laughs>
0: No, I I think you're right that it's like, you know, like literally whoever directed, I don't know, there's like Christopher Nolan right now is like, no one's seen Tenet, you know, know. like he's, he's sad and I'm sad too, you know, so it's sort of like you're in the same boat getting to be like, hey, Christopher, me and you, we ain't so different, you know. That's what I'm trying to say, man, no
1: one's seen Tenet. (laughs) <laughs> it's so weird because i actually do want to see it but i'm scared to go to the movie you know
0: i know yeah. yeah i mean i think it's weird like it just sucks as people that like you know part of the reason why i started doing theater initially and then comedy was like you know i love movies i love tv i love i love all the thing. i love video games i love everything but my favorite thing is live performance and so it's like, it's such like a horrible thing for the thing that we love to do, which is like, all I want to do is get people in a room and hang out and like have a good time. Yeah. Um, and so it sucks. I have a lot of friends that are musicians down in Nashville and oh, they literally their lives already were kind of screwed when streaming took away album sales and they're like, mm-hmm. Oh, okay, at least we can like tour the country and we got to work harder on tours to make up for the lost money that, we used to get from album sales, and then this is gone. And they're like successful musicians but without any way to make money. And so, so it's you know it's it's just sucks. It kind of
1: makes you thankful that you're a
0: comic. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because a yeah. musician
1: has to they have to feed however many people are in the band. We just have to feed yeah. ourselves.
0: Yeah. 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 And our manager only
1: wants the 10% when we're working.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I'm, I like, I've been trying to work on stuff for, you know, as much as I can for when things are back to normal. And it's been nice having this out to like, you know, feel like you're, you're doing something and, but yeah, it's, 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 it's weird. It's a weird, weird time. When things come back
1: like are you gonna start booking a tour for this special or like what are, um, what are your thoughts on that
0: well I went to I went to fringe in two thousand seventeen with this show and then I went in two thousand nineteen um, with the new show and I was planning on touring that uh, to promote this you know it's like if you like this here's like my new new show and um and so hopefully once everything's back i'll take that show on tour and then hopefully you know some people that saw this will be more prone to want to like see my new stuff so i have like a, a whole show that's like pretty much finished that just needs like tightening and and stuff and you know I, i'd like to do it like you know 30 to 50 times and then film that whenever coronavirus is um you know Kind of done or when I can get back to touring you know hopefully in the spring or you know spring of next year I'd like to that show is called loud blonde bald kid so oh cool how long have you been working on that one I did uh I got really good advice from a friend and they were just like don't wait for your special to come out just like work on new stuff and so I started working on that last not this past February the February before last and I filmed this show 30-year-old virgin. And then a month later, I started uh, – I booked a theater in the East Village and started doing this new show because I had, like, enough that it wasn't brand new. But um, And so I spent last year working on that, and then I took that to Edinburgh Fringe, and then I did a little tour. And, um, and it was kind of nice to sit it down because now I thought I was ready to film it. And then once – now that I – I think there's like 20 minutes that I don't really care about. So I think once I get doing it again, I think I'll like take the 30 to 35 minutes I love and then just kind of have like another half hour to build. Um, And yeah, it's basically about middle school. And uh, I have a diary, a journal that I found that I kept when I was in middle school. So uh, with some very uh, embarrassing but relatable stuff. So I kind of have a lot of stories from that time and uh, read from that and it's it's a really fun it's a, like really fun funny show that a lot of people relate to that it's like oh we we're all dorks back then you know so you said that you have a journal
1: and that that's what this show is about you like read it read through it and think oh my god i
0: actually wrote this you know what i mean yeah i mean it's it's horrific <laughs> I like, I, I've done the show like 60 times and every single time I'm just like, oh gosh. (laughs) It's like, oh. People, you know, it's, it's like, you know, it's nice because the audience feels the same way, but not when I read, when I'm embarrassed from my journal, they're not like, oh, it's so embarrassing what you wrote. They're thinking like, oh, that's so embarrassing what I remember, what I would have written or whatever. So, So I just—it's yeah,
1: very funny. You're going through it, and you're like, "Huh, oh, Miss Needham likes red apples," and then you're like, "Who the fuck was Miss Needham?" <laughs> it's, it's
0: it's it's far more embarrassing than just red apples. Red. That's for sure. <laughs> now, oh, Al-
1: now, Alan had a question about your improv because you're you also do improv, and Alan is an improv genius. Mm-hmm.
0: What what uh, you know I didn't I don't do improv I do I do some other stuff. Oh, I only took I only took oh, yeah. one improv class way back in the day and I didn't I didn't do it. One of my so I yeah just I, I
2: on your show about New York and you have a female partner. Yes.
0: Yeah. 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 I mean,
2: yeah. I made the presumption that was uh, uh kind of like a UCB uh, well like Groundlings and and SNL, and it had a narrative obviously. And it's very popular and successful. And you're talking obviously about New York City. And to me, to me, it had a sketch comedy uh, element in it. Uh, I know it's not like straight improv in that in that sense, but the interaction you two have, uh, I felt, uh, you know, it had an element of of improv. And that was my take.
0: Yeah, yeah. My so that makes sense. My that show is called How to Be a New Yorker. Yeah, and uh, right. I wrote that. That's right. right. It, it it was so much fun, and Olivia actually is like one of the funniest improvisers wow. in New York. She's she's I and she does somebody was doing some improv in there. Yeah, she. It was it was there was like a path I remember because I took a UCB improv class, oh, and then nice. Here you go. And then I took and then I did stand up once, and it was difficult because there was like five people on stage when I'm taking the class and someone would bring something up and in my head, I'm like, I'm like, I don't want anyone else on the stage. I want to just say exactly what I want. Um, but Olivia, Olivia is a brilliant improviser and she does a show called, um, Shamilton and it's a improvised, improvised rap musical that they do every Saturday night. And I saw her do one that was, uh, she did one with like, it was like a, the biography of Tiger Woods, rap musical, and some really funny stuff. She's, she's one of my best friends and really, really brilliant comedian. Um, and yeah, that show we did off-Broadway for like three or four hundred, I think four hundred shows um, wow. in New York. It was, it was amazing. It was super fun. Wow. wow. Now Kevin, uh, we have a Twitter
1: question. Uh, Kevin, what's it like being named after a comedy
0: idol? I had direct TV call one time. Uh And they were like, (laughs) they were like, uh, they're like, you know, you need, you can upgrade your system and have 10 more channels for blah, blah, blah. And I was like, "Uh, I'm okay. And they're like, all right. And then at the end of the call, they were just like, can I ask a question? I was like, yeah. They're like, are you the comedian? (laughs) And I was like, yeah. (laughs) Yes, I am. And they're like, man, I love, I love the zookeeper. I love Paul Blart. I love Kevin can wait. I was like, oh, yeah, no. I had a feeling no one would know me. uh, But, yeah, Kevin James, you know, I actually – there's a Kevin Doyle who's in Game of Thrones. Uh, He's like a a British actor. And then there's – and so when I had to join the actors union, I had to – I couldn't be Kevin Doyle. And so I was like, oh, I'll go by Kevin James. And they're like, you can't be Kevin James. So I have to be Kevin James <laughs> Doyle because, of, like, because I had to because the actors' union and people still sometimes will just be like, "Oh, Mister Three Names," you know. <laughs> like, they forced me to. Yeah,
1: but what are the odds on that? There's a Kevin James and a Kevin Doyle that are successful too. You know what I mean?
0: I know. I know. i I have a I have a hard road ahead of me. I feel like I'm third. I'm third in line to be it. A successful Kevin, um, but yeah, no, it's it's funny because uh, a few years ago when he did Kevin, the TV show Kevin Can Wait, mm-hmm. um, all my friends would like text me pictures of it, and so I just text, I just took his um, took my face and then put it on his face and posted on Facebook. I was like so excited, like you know, for my new show Kevin Can Wait on CBS. <laughs> And I just did it real quickly. And then I went back to my phone like a day later and I had like four Facebook messages from like friends from high school that are just like, we're so proud of you, man. This is amazing. <laughs> so a bunch of people thought it was serious. And I was like, they're going to, they're going to be sorely, they're sorely mistaken. Right. But, uh, but yeah, Kevin James, dude, do you watch his uh, broomite Guy? Uh, no, no. What, what's that? He does this series on TikTok that is so funny. And, it cool. and you know, I, I like Kevin James. Like, I've never been, um, you know, like, a huge... He's not necessarily my style of comedy, but obviously he's brilliant. He's super successful and been in tons of stuff. But my brother-in-law kept on texting me and be like, you have to watch him in Boom Mike Guy. And what he does is he'll go to a scene in a movie, like if it's the coin flip scene in No Country for Old Men. And then he'll he'll have this person talking from the scene and then it cuts back to him and he's like a, the boom mic operator on the set of that. So he like re-edits them and it's really, really funny. It's like one of the funniest uh, like web series type things I've seen. And it's uh, – it made me a, an even bigger Kevin James fan.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, I thought Kevin James is because like he got popular with the Queen of Comedy or the Kings of Com- what, What's that show called? Um,
0: uh, King, King of Queens
1: King of Queens, yeah. right but I felt his best performance was in Hitch So good in Hitch Yeah, like I was like, oh this guy I actually like you know?
0: And when he has to, has to learn how to dance
1: Very good soon <laughs> But can you imagine that could have been you
0: I know. I'm... Why, why did this interview have to take such a negative turn? Now I just have to think about how it wasn't in Hitch the whole time. Come
1: on. Uh, so you're uh, are you writing? You're writing some new stuff right now, and then you're like getting ready to get back out on the thing. Are you scared about these social distancing shows that they're going to do?
0: Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I don't know if I'd feel comfortable doing an indoor show right now. I'm especially just before Thanksgiving and Christmas. I'm planning on trying to see my family, and um, I kind of mentally, mentally, I think I I feel like I'm I'm gonna open up the the idea of live performance indoors. I'm gonna thinking about for the spring. Also right. uh, there's this uh, I'm I'm planning on doing some outdoor shows um mm-hmm. in uh in this cool this cool garage out in uh in Red Hook Brooklyn and it's mm-hmm. a really cool space and so I was planning on um on working on some stuff uh to do some outdoor shows because I think those have been really cool and yep. I think like being being outside it's like the safest with with covid and everything and I think it's been cool as a comedian to adapt to learn, I don't know, to be in a weird situation and still make people laugh. Like it's not ideal, but, but it's good. So I think like adapting to those weird things or not having a microphone or like being in a park, like, you know, they're, they're not the best. It's not going to be forever, but I feel like those are just kind of helpful if you can make people laugh and be confident in those spaces. It's they just going to make you better when it's back to regular. Go they ahead, have, Alan.
2: They had Shakespeare in the park.
0: Exactly. So you were exactly do no. so you do Shakespeare in the park Kevin uh, I have I I did I did one when I was in high school or in college oh I oh. yeah. was how was that uh, it was it was uh, it was hot, hot. Yeah. <laughs> you forget about that when it's like you're just like sweating and you're in like old English clothes being like with for out thou," and then you're just like in your head, you're thinking, I'm hot. <laughs> you know,
1: I saw this movie called Shakespeare and Love Once, and I got to tell you, I didn't buy it. Yeah? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. Right. Anyways. What part of it didn't you buy? What was it going? So I going to say? Oh, well, do you like talking like to, because with this whole indoors thing there's this new app called stereo and what it is is you could try jokes with random people on the thing i was wondering maybe you want to try that if you like doing
0: that um yeah i have done a few online stuff that has gone that's been fun um i've been doing like a talkback series for my special with uh with some like authors and stuff and it's been cool because that hasn't necessarily been stand-up but we're doing the conversation with other people in the Zoom and it's cool because you can hear them laugh and then, you know, they do, do a little Q and A, but I don't know, have you guys done jokes on Zoom? I feel like it's, it's, it's gotta be a little tough. Alan you, why don't you take this one?
2: Uh, through th- two dykes walk into a bar, no, just you know,
3: a <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: And one says, are we on Zoom? And the other yeah. one says quack. Yeah, okay, very good. That's excellent writing. No, I, I think I love the idea of YouTube, uh, these singers that are having their own mini concerts, like this, that clown, that pudding, pudding, that clown, the singer, he's all dressed up with a white face, and he did, uh, you know who I'm talking about? Kiss? I, 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 yeah, I think I do. Yeah. Anyway, he does it, you know, basically out of his, out of his apartment, and then, uh, he puts curtains in the back and all this stuff, and he has his own little mini, mini concerts. I have no problem with comedians doing that. There was a lady yeah. here in LA that had very successful comedy shows in her garage and in her, in her apartment. And she only had one corner, the, before COVID, before all of this, right? And uh, it was amazing how many people showed up for this. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was unbelievable. Uh, her whole, yeah. I mean, she had her kitchen with chips and soda and all this, you know, on one and in the corner there was the light and everything. And her apartment was just packed. It was just crazy. It's like, I'm just saying, you know, we're, we're creating, it's a coming thing with or without yeah. COVID in my opinion, uh, we're going to be performing just as we are now. And as lazy yeah. as I am, I'm happy,
1: you know? Yeah. Did you hear about that CNN guy who got fired? Cause I guess he was like masturbating
0: on zoom on a call. Did you hear about that? I did hear about that. I've read I've read some of his books before. Yeah. Oh boy. I don't know I don't know the guy, but I like know know of him. Yeah. And I don't know the guy
1: either. But like I'm just saying, like I think Zoom is pretty scary if you're losing your job now.
2: Well, you know, you have to understand that you have to do something <laughs> that would cause that to happen. <laughs> I'm just
1: no, saying think,
0: Alan's an attractive also, guy. but also I'll I'll say this that like yeah he was the first person to do it but so he's going to take the heat but now it's going to be normalized to masturbate on zoom calls and the next (laughs) people after that will be way more okay with it (laughs) I (laughs) know well I mean to
2: me it wasn't that creative because CK had already done that but he never (laughs) did it on zoom it's still not that creative (laughs) oh
0: <laughs> I, I I will say this. Oh no, it's go ahead. It's weird. No, this this it like the thing that I thought about with that is I was like, man, like it sucks working like as much as people thought working from home would be good. Mm-hmm. You know, like like okay, if masturbating at work is 100% off limits and we and then you never work from home. Well, you know, it's not the same as going into the office and jerking off in the middle of, like, in in the middle of the meeting, you know? And I was like, it just, it sucks. Like, the people, when I thought of that, heard about that, I was like, dude, what are you doing? You're insane. But I was also like, man, like, we shouldn't be working from home. You know what I mean? You're not supposed to be be doing – working for the New Yorker in the same place that if that Zoom call wasn't happening, you would be jerking off. I don't think it's – I like – I've had a hard time working from home because I like walking out and going places, or else at the end of the day, like my brain goes nuts. And so it's like I would never do what he did, but there was part of me, I'm like, man, working from home sucks, and that's just another – that's yeah, another yeah. example: I working from home sucked.
1: It's kind of like when Pee Wee Herman got in trouble for being at that adult theater. You know, it's like he was in an adult theater.
0: Yeah, and Fred Willard. Remember, Fred oh, Willard got in trouble. Oh yeah, great
1: Fred, yeah. Yeah, Fred you know, Willard,
0: classy guy. And, and you know, yeah, yeah funniest dude ever. And, and it was funny. He was so like, I forget what his defense of it was. Fred Willard was like, eh, "Map, sorry." <laughs> like, <laughs> He was I, just like, I actually
1: met fred yeah. willard and i gotta tell you you know how when you meet people where like you just think oh my god this is just so like you can't believe the negative that that's out there you know what i mean like yeah yeah fred was the nicest guy and this was after what he did and he saw my stand up and he was like hey you're really funny and all that stuff he was just so encouraging
0: you know what yeah. you mean? so he's uh, he he's one of the funniest. He's one of the first people that I ever 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 laughed at because I saw a mighty wind. I don't know when a mighty wind came out, but um, oh, really? And That's Chris, really? That's what's his a name? Right? Classic. Yeah, yeah, Christopher Guest. Yes, yeah. yeah, and his um, his scene where he says, "What happened?" He's like. He's like he was in a, a sitcom back in the day called, What Happened? And I remember when I was a kid, I saw that and it was the first, like, it was literally like magic. I was like, this guy's the funniest. Everything he says is funny. And still, like, I think he's probably on a short list of people that I'm like, every single, just looking at that guy makes me laugh. If he was in my family, I think it'd be hard to take him seriously because I would, he'd probably get sad and mad like any other human. And I feel like, I would not be able to just take take him seriously. He's just so funny, everything he does. So huge, Fred Willard guy. Yeah, uh, I went to the Yard
1: House with him because he's good friends with Norm, and I used to tour with Norm. So we went to the Yard House after the show, and he ordered uh, fish tacos. And people were walking by, and they're like, "Who's that guy from?" And then the waiter
0: was like, "Anchorman." That's funny. So That's awesome. Norm McDonald's the best. That's cool. Yeah.
1: I mean, I, I don't work with him anymore, but uh, you know, I was just a Fred Willard story. I was trying to get for your enjoyment.
0: I enjoyed it very
1: much. Uh, it's not as good as the mighty wind. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, oh, Kevin, so you're – your talk show that you're doing, is it like something you're doing weekly or is it just something you're doing when you feel like it?
0: Um, I'm just, I'm just doing like five or six of them just to based on like uh, two of the authors. I just did one with the, the Candace Bushnell who wrote sex in the city, the original sex in the city book. Um, yeah. Cause my shows about sex and the city and, uh, and we talk about what it's like for her to like, um, and then I, I talked with another author who, um, wrote wrote about like Christian purity culture. And then I'm doing one with uh, Natalie Palmedes, who uh, is a LA comedian. She's a um, kind of clown sketch improv comedian. So I'm trying to, and she did, um, she did Edinburgh Fringe the year I did it. So I was just trying to choose people that kind of like coincide with the themes of this show. So I don't think it's something I'm gonna do regularly. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'm going to do like five or six and it's been, it's been fun. It's been fun to like, if, if, if it was showing in a movie theater and we went up after and like chatted, it's like, like kind of like a, a talk back after a movie type deal. So I'm just yeah. doing a few of these. I have a few more coming out, uh, with this author named Linda K. Klein and then one with Natalie Palmides. Oh, well, that's cool. The most important thing is doing something to have fun with. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. I mean that's that's sort of what this talkback series was uh, was just like uh, a way for me to get them get to hang out with these people I respect. Yeah. You know, it was basically like I like I like this author and I like this comedian. I'm gonna ask if they'll do this event with me so I can hang out with them for an hour. You know, and then um, you know, which which is good. I feel feel like at this point that's the most important thing. Like you said, it's like doing things you enjoy, because that's what ends up making something good.
1: Well, one last, one last question for you, and then we'll go into the wrapping up segment. But who's one comic, living or dead,
0: that you could just hang out with? Um, like that I'd want to? Like a hero? Yeah. I would say... Um, boy... Uh do you know Daniel Kitson? Daniel Kitson? Kitson, K-I-T-S-O-N. Uh I don't no, no, is he like a producer or something? No. Okay. <laughs> I should probably say someone who's more known so people are like get excited by the answer. But uh Daniel Kitson is is am I allowed to swear on this podcast? Yeah. He's yeah. Yeah. He's fucking brilliant. All right. And uh, he he's like uh, I, my mind was, like, super open when I went to Edinburgh Fringe because, you know, like, in New York and L.A. and America, there's, like, improv and sketch and stand-up. And, you know, when I went over there, it's not that it's better. It's just, like, they have a completely different culture of comedy. Mm-hmm. And this guy, Daniel Kitson, just his shows are so, so funny and so, like, philosophical and so, like, they're just – He's just incredible, and he has hours and hours of material that he doesn't put out. Like, he doesn't do anything on television. He doesn't do any TV shows. He, all he has is, like, his shows he does every year. And so it's weird because he's, like, one of the most respected comedians over there, and, like, no one knows who he is because he doesn't attempt to even – he he doesn't even, like, have a film special out anywhere besides, like, on his website. Right. and. It's kind of like, and there's no interviews with him. So it's it's funny because it's like, the less you know about a person, the more you want to hang out with them. I'm like, man, I would love to ask him a question, but there's no interview where he's like, this is my process. Or like, this is what I was thinking. And so it adds to, I think, the mystique of him. But he started, even through covid I think he started releasing more old shows just to have something to do. So he's put out a few albums on his um, band camp and uh, and I listen to those and they're just like they're some of the best some of the best comedy I've ever heard. Um, and his name's Daniel Kitts, and I would encourage anyone to go check him out.
1: Well, if I ever interview him, I'm gonna be like my friend Kevin James Doyle, you know? He will, he's a big fan of you. And then he'll be like, I love Kevin James. I was like, Well, he
0: loves you too, man. <laughs> Wait, can, I I want to ask you a question. I was looking at your podcast, and all the they all have the same. Do you do you do the time stamps the same time on purpose? Yeah, yeah. You know about that? that's brilliant. Yeah. What made you want to do that?
1: Uh, it's an Asperger thing. I have Aspergers, so.
0: Dude, I saw it, and I was like, "That is that's am- so." Wait, how long does this interview have to be for us? Uh, well, if it's
1: over, I'll, I'll trim trim it to forty.
0: That's but, so funny. So they were yeah. 40. When did you decide to go from four, from 106 to 40? Uh,
1: when when uh, the guests started to hate me, the longer I talked <laughs> the,
0: the longer I talk, they, they start to get annoying. I'm like, ah. <laughs> Dude, I I have to say that's one of my favorite things I've ever seen on a podcast that all of them are the exact same time. Oh. It's so <laughs> so intriguing and so funny. And I I love it. I, it's my favorite thing. Oh well,
1: we love you, man. Uh, where, where can the folks at home follow you and and buy your special Kevin James Doyle, the thirty year old version?
0: Um, if you can get uh, on Apple TV, Amazon, Google Play, all, all of those places, you can rent it. Um, and now it's on Spotify and all of the and Pandora, those places as well. So I'd love for people to watch it. Um, if you want to listen to it, you can listen to it. I, you know, it's filmed beautifully by uh, my friend uh, Corey directed it. Corey Cavan, another comedian. So I'd prefer if you watch it, and that's on Apple TV and Amazon Prime and all of those places.
1: All right. And where can they follow you? Like, do you have a website, Twitter?
0: Yeah, Kevin James Doyle. My huh. full three names, Kevin James Doyle. That's my Gmail. That's my Twitter. That's my Instagram. That's great. It's, Yeah, I I love how you
1: roll out your email. Now you're gonna get a whole bunch of emails.
0: (laughs) I know, I know. I've said that a few other times, and I haven't got one yet. And I feel like I'm playing with fire. Oh, (laughs) this one,
1: this one, you're gonna expect some. Especially they, especially like if they really like you, they'll stalk you. Or if they really hate you, they'll 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 stalk you. You know what I mean? Like yeah, that's the thing about stalkers. You know? <laughs> it's like they do it if they love you. And- that was the one last question I had for you: Who would you stalk if you could stalk anyone? Would it be Daniel?
0: No, if I could stalk anyone, it would. I would stalk like a. Uh, I would stalk. Um, I would stalk my younger self. Yeah, <laughs> go back in time and stalk my younger self and freak them out. And then I would get, and then I'd get to this age, and then I'd be like, it was me the whole time. Oh, like <laughs> Uh I go back in time
1: and be like, uh, and be like, hey, uh, you should really change your name because people are going to think you're Kevin James.
0: Yeah. <laughs> hey, kid, change your name. <laughs> people at Directv are going to think that it's the comedian from the Zookeeper. <laughs>
1: Well, Alan, you got any last questions for Kevin?
2: No, I appreciate you uh, coming on. Uh, your are a blast. And uh, I will say that uh, if you have any uh, links to uh, Sir, Sir Arthur Conan Doyle of Sherlock Holmes, I, I've never been, you know, I, I can't remember anyone I've known. And I, I grew up Catholic, mm-hmm. uh, but I'm Buddhist. And uh, I didn't run into a Doyle, a Father Doyle. And it's interesting <laughs> that you, you're one of the first Doyles I've <laughs> Much less, you know, with a, with yeah. a three-part yeah. game, and uh, so you have no link to Mister Arthur Conan Doyle.
0: I don't know if I do, but I did play my first acting job in New York, professional acting job. I played Sherlock Holmes in a mu- in a children's musical. Oh, so, oh Lord! <laughs> how, what was that like? Did he solve the case? We solved. It was a children's musical, and the case was: is it red or is it blue or is it yellow? <laughs> And they did the show like 170 times, and like the first, the first five shows, I'm like, I'm a working actor, and by show 12, I wanted to blow my brains out. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking sucks. (laughs) This is not the life. (laughs) Yeah, and all the Sherlock Holmes lines, like the actual Sherlock Holmes, it's like these great stories, and this was like, hmm, let's get out our colors and our magnifying glass, and I wanted to tell the kids, like, this case fucking sucks. (laughs) Oh, that's good. You don't need right. a great detective to figure this shit out, you idiots. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
1: man. All right, Kevin, we got to go, man. But uh, I love you. And when you're in California,
0: uh, we should hang out. Or when I'm in New York, we should hang out. Absolutely. Absolutely. Thanks so much for having me. This is awesome. Yeah. And when I'm in California, we'll meet up for sure. All right, Kevin. You. See you later, buddy. Awesome. We'll, we'll see you, here. Alan. We'll see you. Reza, thank you.
1: Uh, thank you. All right, guys. That was uh, Kevin James Doyle. Oh, he's still here. Awesome. Uh, so <laughs> uh, that was Kevin James Doyle, guys. Subscribe, brain review to the show. That was a blast, wasn't it, Alan? Listen, it, it's, I
2: went to a party, you know, and uh, I just got off work, had a little coffee, and I, I, I I'm awake. What a wonderful energy! Uh, what a sweet guy. And funny, funny guy. Funny, funny guy. And, um, yeah, I know. I thank you for uh, getting him. It was it was a hoot. And who knows? We'll run into him again And if we go to New York or I go to New York.
1: You go to New York all the time. Chet. Hey, you
2: got his email. That's right. It's an easy one to remember, too. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. But I probably will go back. I don't know it's going to be weird uh, for Thanksgiving.
1: <laughs> and, uh, I don't know. Oh. All right, Alan, I got a notification saying the Zoom's about to end, but uh, everyone should buy a uh, Kevin uh, James' Doyle's stand-up special, the 30-year-old virgin. And you should subscribe, rate, a review to raise the riffs. Tell a friend. And uh, that's all. All right, buddy. All
2: right, buddy. Later.
1: Later. That was good.
2: I was drinking.
1: Yeah. yeah. Okay. okay. How do I do this? You're listening to Razor Riffs with Keith Razor and Alan Lee right
3: here on LA Talk Radio.
1: Hey guys, thanks for listening to the show. I really appreciate it. If you enjoyed it, Please subscribe Rain Review on Apple Podcast. Give us some feedback. Good, honest, terrible, doesn't matter. Also, follow us on social media. Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, at Raza Riffs. I am also on Stereo if you would like to chat with me there. www.stereo.com slash Keith And on Cameo, www.cameo.com slash Keith If you enjoyed the show, please send us a donation on the Anchor app. We really do appreciate it, and we'll rift with you again soon.